0: Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. It's Wednesday and the scenario has been chosen. <laughs> the ritual, it has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Hello,
1: and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. And in today's episode, we're covering minute 68 of the movie The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, Dana and Marty make a grave discovery. <laughs> Good chuckles there. I don't tend to do those too often because I'm like, oh. You made a funny.
0: Uh, you did make You know, it
1: funny. but it was kind of a funny. I was like, oh, I'm going to do one of these.
0: Hey, hey, so hey, one of these these guys, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, I like this. So, this is we're just coming straight out of the last minute where they're running, they kind of run, you know, they're running away from Matthew, they run past the cabin, and then Marty straight up leaps into one of the, the graves and. She's like, wait, what?
1: Yeah, yeah she kind of halted her tracks and is like, uh, that didn't seem like something you should be doing.
0: <laughs> and she's like, why are
1: we going in the grave?
0: <laughs> yeah. One of the things I was thinking about with this minute, so, is that When you're just running for your life, sometimes you do, as they say, you know, when you're going through hell, keep going. Mm. This kind of reminds me of that where you're just like, Mm. just you're kind of have to keep going, even though you don't really know where you're going to. And so far, all the other places you've gone to have been you know met with roadblocks and gory goopy creepy things trying to kill you and and so yeah what do you do? you head into the eye of the storm kind of yeah yeah and then and trust the person that seems to have survived the longest beside yourself and seems to have known from the beginning some inkling of what this is all mm-hmm. about. Right,
1: yeah, because obviously he's been on his own little journey here that we've just not seen, we've not been privy to, because we've been following Dana along hers, and so as, as an audience member, we're really aligned with her perspective, which is kind of interesting that we've been we've been gifted her perspective through this as uh, as a heroine, and it's interesting that now she's. You know, we are, we are one, we are aligned in our thought. And, and so, yeah, right. it is kind of funny in the way that shot, because he looks like he just like straight up, just like hops in a
0: hole, like a gopher.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what are you doing, bud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And then she gets a little motivation because here comes patience. Mm-hmm. She hasn't quite jumped in the hole yet. She's asking him what he's doing. And then she turns around and there's another nice moonlight shot of old patience, tried and true. She's like the slow and steady wins the race. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. she's just been walking and wandering and she does seem to like to stay close to the cabin though. She does. Yeah. She's a real homebody that way. Um, <laughs> she's just
1: been kind of circling the cabin, circling the wagons, so to speak. But yeah, speaking of patience and uh, her, her little starter acts, I did do a little, I mean, it wasn't really intentional. It was just looking up stuff. And then um, as you do on the internet where it takes you to special places, I did end up seeing a site and we'll post this up so you guys can can take a look at it too. And perhaps these things will be available once this airs, but basically propstore.com. So it sells a lot of different props from movies and it's selling several props from this particular movie. And so you can own Patience Axe, her starter axe for a cool $1,245, if you so desire. Father Buckner's scythe is also available for purchase. And there's also the unfinished facial appliances for both Matthew and Judah. So I mentioned that Matthew was available on, on Amazon, so I believe they also sell through Amazon. But what I didn't see before is that they have Judas as well. So if you oh, felt cool. like that was something you needed. And shout out, the Merman unfinished facial appliances. Ooh. In arms are also available if you needed to take that home and have it.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. When we get back to the action, Dana was like, oh, shit. You know, so she she actually Marty kind of escorts her down quite nicely. He runs up and kind of helps her come down the down. And, and there's actually a door, which is interesting because he's jumping into what's the grave right? That one of one of mm-hmm. them came out of. And we were kind of wondering, so that, that was Judah that grabbed him. So it could be Judah's grave. Or I guess they, I mean, there's a question I have for you that's just kind of bubbling up right now. Is like, when the Buckners had their breakout moment and <laughs> started emerging, <laughs> it seemed like they were each coming from a different grave or dirt place. Mm -hmm. So is this just one of many entrances back into what we will find is the, all the places that they've come from, from below? Like, he's going to tell us it's an elevator, you know, he's going to let us know it's an elevator. So is there one elevator? Are there, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 elevators? Are they all over the property? You know, is there an elevator that's an elevator just for the merman that comes up under the water? Or, you know, it just makes me wonder what... Mm -hmm what it's like to get the different monsters out. You know, we're going to see a huge bat and a huge snake. Like, those things come out of that. What elevator are those motherfuckers coming out of?
1: Right, right. So that's a really great question, because I think two things come to mind. The first thing that comes to mind is that there is this weird room above the elevator. So it seems to me there's this presumption that they're released from their perspective in the, in the cube elevator, that they're going above themselves to get into this other room. And then there's a hatch, though, that they're coming out of, and then they had to dig themselves out of a grave. So that seems to be the path that these guys took. But the cubes also that we're going to see in a future minute shift. So they move around. They have the capacity to move around. So my thought is once the particular monster has been elected, that that cube gets shifted into some sort of a shaft that they can get out of. And this just happens to be one of them. So what's interesting is that because there's five of them, the presumption is that there had to be some five, at least, access points to the above ground that these guys could get to. I mean, the other thing that You know, as long as we're talking on the subject, that makes me a little curious is that there's this wooden door hatch that he discovered at the end of the grave. So we see them emerge out Mm -hmm. of dirt. So there's a a certain level of dirt, but then there's this kind of, to me, it seems a little nonsensical. This particular wooden door cellar, it kind of looks like a cellar door to me. Totally. That I don't understand how that mechanism works. If they're emerging out of dirt. So it's covered up in dirt. So, how do you swing open a door to get out if it's covered up with dirt?
0: Yeah, I wonder if there's more. I I agree with you. It's a bit suspect. I wonder if, with whatever his fight with Judah was, and however Judah got him, like if Judah was the one that got him to this room, but then they fought in the room, if like, there was a bunch of digging that happened or something that kind of got to it a bit more, like unearthed more of how to get directly into this door. Or I don't know. Who knows. It's hard to tell. I mean, I feel like it's one of those things that's like, if we keep talking about it, we're not really going to get anywhere, but it's definitely interesting and, and we've gotten quite a few new additions to our Gabin in the Woods Facebook group. And so, you know, maybe you guys have some ideas about about that, like what this whole setup is and maybe maybe some creative ways that these cubes could emerge in different locations around the grounds and and what you know what different Monsters and horror creatures might emerge in different spots. You know, I feel like that's something that could be kind of a fun thing to think about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think this is—it's interesting that there's this concrete room, which kind of makes sense, in that you're probably going to have to have different places where you're going to have to make maintenance. You know, maintenance junctures that are out of the way. But it's also interesting that there's kind of this presumption that maybe they could have found it because I mean, it's not really hidden, right? Like that hole isn't hidden and that door isn't hidden. So it's totally plausible as people are running around that they could find it. Now, I think the extra layer here is that Marty got into the control panel to futz with it to be able to actually find an elevator, which, you know, we're going to, see coming up here in the next minute but i i wonder if this room in and of itself could be a potentiality to actually be found right because it's not all hidden
0: yeah definitely definitely seems like it because it has been (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) they have actually fucking found it um as we follow dana into this Odd concrete room she sees Marty, who's you know digging around in the guts of this control panel and <laughs> she she has her foot touched by a pile of Judah Buckner.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome. She's like, he, and it's great. You're like, like exactly the way you described it—a pile of Judah buckner It's like his head is over here, and there's a little clumps of different body parts. And she's like, startled, of course. And yeah, and I love it. Marty says, "Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to be able to do a Marty, but I, uh, I had to dis- dismember that guy with a trowel." What have What have you been up to? It's so great. He's so his delivery is fantastic oh my god it's so good and did you interpret judah kind of waving at her (laughs) from the ground
1: (laughs) because i kind of i kind of interpreted that way
0: (laughs) yeah i'm like hey oh my god yeah, his hand <laughs> is definitely, you're like, I'm right here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's hot. laughs> my hand still works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's like, I'm still a man. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of more humorous this time out with me watching it than I, I mean, it was, it, It's it's funny before, but I really... It it was a lot more funny evil dead this time to me than I remember it being the first time around.
0: Yeah, it kind of also reminds me a little bit tonally of um, American Werewolf in London, Mm. where when his buddy is, you know, dead and he comes back to chat with him and and he's in he's in various stages of decay and he's starting to look real gross, but he's still like chatting to him and (laughs) but his mouth is like falling off and all sorts of stuff. Mm. yeah yeah oh. yeah and i love how this is like a moment kind of for them you know they've mm-hmm. it's a kind of a moment of well quiet except for the squishiness and the electrical pss, pss, stuff that mm-hmm. happens but mm-hmm. yeah you can tell marty he has a bit of a thousand yard stare going yeah like i've seen yeah. i've seen some shit
1: right he's uh he has that kind of mad Look to him like he's seen too much, Mm -hmm. you know, where he's like he's
0: touched a reality and it's really just shook him to the core, yeah. Because the last thing we saw was him kind of figuring out, like, oh, maybe I'm on a reality TV show, oh, you know, and now he's like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) yeah, this is not a TV show I want to be on, you know. No,
1: no, I love her reaction here. I, I mean. I just have such an appreciation for her acting in this moment where he's like, what have you been up to? And she just can't articulate because she's just been traumatized so hard where it's just you can see the mechanics of trying to get something out. But the emotion is so intense that she just can't.
0: Yeah. I and he know just off. like, yeah,
1: yeah. he just like, he gets, it, you know, he gets it. He gets it. And it's just a really it's just a really intense, beautifully played moment. I totally agree.
0: Yeah, they both do great jobs here. And he just kind of speaks for her. He says, nobody else, huh? And Mm -hmm. she just shakes her head. And yeah, I figured. And then she says, you figured everything. So yeah. And you could tell he's been thinking this whole time. I feel like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. continuing to try to parse out what all's going on and you know, even going back out just to see if anybody's around that he could, and he found her. So she's, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's looks, he looks shaken. I mean, she's like really emotional looking and he looks emotional, just in a different way, kind of shaken. And it is, it's beautiful. They do great. They both do a great job here.
1: Yeah. It's interesting to kind of look at how these guys have reacted to the situation individually and that Marty's spent his time really very luckily besting one of the zombies and spent his time trying to figure out what the fuck this mm-hmm. is. Yeah. That's what he's been doing. And then the other guys have really spent their time just trying to just, just get out. Cause you know, part of the presumption was that he was dead. So they were just like, we're just going to leave now, you know, we're going to try and escape, right. you know, and you have Holden who was just the you know positive psychology guy like, we're, we're going to do this, we're going to get we're going to get out of here. And do you have the opposite reaction of, of Marty, who already knows, I'm not going to get out of here, but I need to understand what this is. Right. And so that's kind of where they're going is trying to figure out what exactly this is. And as you were saying, they have to they're in hell and they have to keep on going.
0: Yeah. And how exciting, like, you know, we've seen this now several times, but I I do remember this excitement of being like, oh, this is, this is different. This is like, Mm -hmm. they're not in this, what looks like a natural world. They're in this concrete room and there's electronics. You know, like we talked about before, and uh, we we can talk about more in the next next minute on Friday, is that we were, you know, wondering in previous minutes or kind of talking about uh, with uh, Scott and Nick, like what the electrical, what the guys in demo were talking about, about the electrical and the glitch and the above thing. But now we're, you know, in the first time I definitely watched this, it didn't put it all together. But now you're kind of like, oh, yeah, somebody else, Marty here is controlling something. He's rerouting something. He's doing something that's not expected by by Mm -hmm. the, um, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody that's on the other side on the control room side. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I concur. Like that excitement of being able to be like, oh, my God, these worlds which have been separated this whole movie are now going to collide. Like they're going to see... They're going into these other the control rooms world where these people have felt pretty like safe and protected from all of this mayhem and they're going to they're going to go check them out
0: yeah yeah so is there anything else you want to talk about this uh before we head off and then uh rejoin with everyone on friday
1: no let's okay uh, let's wrap her up. so
0: yeah thanks again everybody for joining us you can find us as always on cabin and uh yeah we'll see y'all back at the cabin <laughs>